Before we watch the first game, let's meet Rockford's manager. In this inning, the players get to know Jimmy Dugan, face hecklers, and even star in a newsreel. Speaking of stars, Rachel and Tierney are joined in the booth by Chris and Jeff of the Jay and Silent Bob Minute Podcast. But first, let's check in on the current state of baseball. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria! Back to 1943, a better time for baseball as the Blue Sox take on the Peaches to start off the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. How hard can it be to make a lineup? (laughs) So why don't you give us today's lineup then? Okay, today's lineup, we have our host today. I'm Rachel Mummert, and with me is... Tierney Steele, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our guests... Of course, they're Chris. You're ruining another podcast. <laughs> Just say where you're from. <laughs> I'm Chris Derkutch from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And I'm Jeff Ferry, also from the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. And from all over the internet, of course. <laughs> and the Burb Minute and Slycast, and I need to get out more often and see the outside world. No. <laughs> As do we all. <laughs> Rachel, I love that we both had, took exactly opposite approaches to that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the third inning we had well we've had real baseball before but now we have professional baseball yes uniforms and all uniforms lineups and all yeah so this starts with everyone hanging around the rockford peaches stadium before the game starts i love i love getting to a game early oh yeah just like chilling getting my food hanging out watching bp (laughs) yeah i was gonna say how early is too early to show up to the game (laughs) I've been at least an hour early and then uh, had a rain delay and spent four hours in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, you think that's bad. It was with two guys who drank a lot and they were doing the shout dance in the rain outside of the car. So <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> and they drove home. So. Oh. Yeah. You could watch I fi- them. I find it hard to believe you were at a baseball game. <laughs> you know the guy I went with. He's, he doesn't have a good reputation. To say oh, the well. least. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I once worked a pregame for free stand for a free standing room pass at Fenway Park. And it was you get you did little you they gave you a little electronic thing and you did surveys of the people there early. Oh no. Uh, oh, how wow. did they find the cleanliness of the stadium? How would they rate their experience sort of thing? You know how, how did annoyed- they get to the stadium? <laughs> you know how annoyed I get when those people walk over to me at the state at, at anything concerts and things. I'm like, "Get away." Yeah. <laughs> it, all the people I talked to were nice because I mean, again, they were just chilling sitting there and if they said, "No, not interested." I just walked away because what did I care? I already had the pass around exactly. my neck. <laughs> and what I love is my friend and I signed up for this, and I guess maybe I'd signed up too late or whatever. Somehow my name was missing off the list for that day's game, but someone else didn't show up. And so I have my pass that I saved, my you know Red Sox staff pass, um, for Rosie. Oh, nice. That was my <laughs> name for the day. <laughs> funny, funny, you don't look like a Dave. Yeah, well, I Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I can't remember what the last name is. I almost want to say it's Hispanic. I mean, like, there was no <laughs> way this was me. <laughs> But it did not matter. <laughs> now, this I've been to games like this. This game I would uh, call lightly attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to go to Phillies games in like the 90s. Stadium held 65,000 people. And there was like roughly nine people in yeah. the stadium. <laughs> so you could get some quality seats, though. Like, I mean, like the section to yourself. Yeah. Oh, wow. My friend's dad used to get free passes. He worked for SEPTA in, in Philadelphia at the time. And we used to get the same thing. But we always went up in a nosebleeds, even when there's nobody in the stadium. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a stadium field that they built for the movie, since it was going to be kind of their primary set mm-hmm. for filming. And what I love is that Megan Kavanaugh, who plays Marla Hooch, got to dedicate the stadium and there was a parade and she was the grand marshal she says in the commentary (laughs) and picturing that makes me so happy (laughs) but the problem is i don't picture her the actress doing it i picture her the the player in this like all just hunched over just like her shoulders up near your ears oh poor marla hooch because you know she'd do it for the good of the team (laughs) 
but she would Waiting be horrified the whole time. <laughs> what a hit. Uh, well, when we go into the <laughs> into the locker room, we see Marla Hooch. And she's got a new glove. And oh, in yeah. a deleted scene, we find all about that new glove. And quite frankly, it's sweet, but I don't think we needed it. So <laughs> finally, a cut I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. This is a movie where I've never looked up the deleted scenes. There are a lot of them. <laughs> there are surprising ones. Yeah, Rachel, uh, the the clock in for the original A League of Their Own cut that I definitely want to see. Was that over four hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. It was a four hour cut that Penny Marshall originally did. And she was like, oh, we need to lose some stuff. <laughs> and it sounds like a lot of things from what I heard on the commentary, it's like she just liked to keep it rolling like she didn't mm-hmm. like she liked to kind of let the actors and such just go with what they were doing and you know some of the takes might not have been the best but it's like that's real so that mm-hmm. she didn't call cut a whole lot so four hours though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just what i need to see the there ben her version of league of their own <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anyone would do it <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like that's the average for movies nowadays anyway Oh, yeah. don't, 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 don't let them climb up on this high horse. We'll be here all night. We could have split it up into three movies. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why I like all these actors in the locker room. Like they're all doing mm-hmm. something I never noticed before. The whole May and Doris perfume thing that's going on. I know. Well, Betty's talking about her husband. Like May is basically attacking Doris with perfume before the game. <laughs> I know she has like oh. I forget her name now. The one she has like her little teeth whitener on her finger and she's brushing mm. her teeth with. <laughs> You're right. They all have some business going on. Yeah. Was, they'll put an eye makeup on in the back back there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then we get, a, oh, I had what an entrance. And then in parentheses, P.S. Milo looks great for all the she guff does. she got from the charm school. <laughs> yes. Like, she looks perfectly fine. <laughs> well, I mean, because she's an average looking person. So yes. they really got to. They got to really lean into making her look a little crazy. They do. A, they do a good job emphasizing that. But I'm glad they they she's now allowed to clean up, <laughs> um, especially since later on this inning, we're going to get one of the greatest Marla, one of the greatest like visual gags. Yeah. <laughs> in film. What a hitter. <laughs> so looking at that. Perf- I'm sorry. I went back to the perfume mm-hmm. thing. I remember my mom used to have one of those, like, dispensers. And whenever it was my chore to, like, dust where she kept it, that was my favorite. I would just take it. It didn't have any perfume in it, but I would just, oh, it was the best. With spitzy. (laughs) Yeah. I just love the busyness, and I love, I just, I. this is such a good entrance. And what really sells it is Betty Spaghetti looking from the card to Jimmy, back to the yes. card, back to yes. Jimmy a few times. It's just like, this is not the same person. <laughs> I know. Well, I think Chris and I are just happy to see Tom Hanks again. It's been like three years since we saw him in the burbs when we finished that up. This is a totally different <laughs> character walking in here today, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different than that. It's a little rough, worse for wear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the years have not been kind. No. And then we get the 53 seconds of film history. <laughs> I was wondering if you had timed that. I was going to, but I assumed as the host of the show that you had timed his, his pee. You know, I should have done independent research, but I saw 53 seconds in Me more too. than one place. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. That yeah. seems like a verified fact at this point. <laughs> and I'll go to Chris on this one. But you see what, do you see what he's peeing in, Chris? Is it? Is it a it's urinal a, trough or is it a, a sink? It, it's a trough. Sure. I thought it was. You can't really see it at first. And um, I thought maybe he just walked over to one of their sinks. But it is. It's a trough. Yeah. That's, nothing says classy like a trough. Nothing <laughs> is weirder than standing like where you can touch elbows with somebody and go to the bathroom. It's, it's the strangest thing. <laughs> I just thought of this now. But I'm really glad there is a urinal trough in this locker room. Only because, I mean, they built... They built the sets for this movie that they knew they were making about a women's baseball team. And I like the point that, like, baseball stadiums in the 40s had not been designed with women in mind. (laughs) They had been designed with men in mind. (laughs) I I was at a uh, Pearl Jam concert one time, and they had a trailer full of urinal troughs, and uh, women were using them. At the same time, the men were. Oh, yeah. Why? Well, I, mean, I mean, there's no holds barred at a concert. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Now listen, I'll tell the disgusting veteran stadium story that I know you're all waiting to hear. <laughs> so at Veterans Stadium, they had urinals, but there's a lot of people. And that stadium was built in the 70s, so they didn't have enough bathrooms. So there would be a line at the sink. 
Oh, yeah. And it wasn't to wash your hands. <laughs> Sometimes it would be to the trash can, too, to be, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah, it gets, gets so a little ugly. if you get 60 or 70,000 drunk people in one place, nature takes its course. You yeah. should yeah. be happy they're using the sink at that point. That's I why think. whenever they build a place exactly. now, there's like 10,000 bathrooms in there. <laughs> right. It does sound very organized. I will give it that. <laughs> oh, it was, a nice, it was a nice orderly line. Yeah. I mean, unless a, fan from, unless a fan from another team walked in, then it was less orderly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of the things that I had originally written down is like, do you think it's true Tom Hanks didn't know how long the sound effect would go? And uh, turns out, no, there's no way he could have known because he wasn't the one controlling No, it. he was <laughs> So, Rachel, do you think it's that Penny is behind that green wall right there? I think so. That's what I always, that's what I assume that she was back there with a hose and a cuz cuz she refer or I think it's Larry Petty refers to her being behind the toilet stall with her yeah. bucket and hose. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Penny Marshall herself did the sound so that he wouldn't know exactly when it was going to start and stop or how long it would go on for. <laughs> yeah, he does Tom Hanks does the perfect he does like a stage one drunk lean. Uh-huh. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Where he's at least got it together enough to put his hand up in front of his face. <laughs> when you know you're really gone is when your hand doesn't even go up and it's just head to the wall. <laughs> Have you been where there's a mirror above the above the urinal and you stare at yourself in the mirror to see if you're that drunk? I'm not that drunk. I'm that <laughs> seems unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why they do that sometimes. Well, some of the bathrooms I've been in and the bars are very small, so there's no really gotcha. nowhere to put anything else. Yeah, or they put up uh, – there'll be like stuff to read right there, which is yeah. odd because mm-hmm. unless you're Tom Hanks, you're not going to be spending a lot of time there. <laughs> <laughs> like what if I'm inv- invested in an article? Now I can't go anywhere? <laughs> I was actually in a bar one time and uh, they wouldn't let my wife in because she didn't have her ID. Something happened. Her ID was a duplicate and they wouldn't let her in. So I asked <laughs> if I could use the bathroom and I was drunk already just so you know. And uh, it was a small bathroom and I shut the door behind me and I spun around a couple times before we left because they weren't going to let her in. <laughs> Oh, that's classy, Chris. <laughs> that is classy. Yeah, well, like I said, there was a couple drinks, and you know, it was in the twenties. It wasn't yeah. now, so <laughs> <laughs> like this will get them. Yeah. Now, I do have to say, I love Penny Marshall. Says she just had May do the timing as something to do because she's like. It's almost, man, I wish we were doing this minute at a time and that this all fell within a minute because that would be amazing if it was just (laughs) 53 seconds and then seven seconds at the end of the (laughs) aftermath. This is hilarious because then a couple years later, he has a a pretty uh, weird peeing scene in Green Mile too. Oh, yeah. Because he has a a UTI, I think, in that or some sort of infection. And then at one point, he pees outside for a very long time. That's right. I forgot about that. Well... So what I was going to say is I love that she came up with the idea of like, oh, it's a bar trick maze into timing. You know, she endorsed that gets funny to time just as a way to like keep them busy while this was happening. <laughs> and did she realize she was launching a whole theme? Because I was young enough when this came out that, of course, then when I went away to summer camp, you timed yourself if it was going for like <laughs> There were so many times you're like, man, I should have started timing myself. I didn't even realize I had to pee that bad. <laughs> And I mean, he goes for a long time and it's, but she's like, oh, this could be a record. I'm sitting there going, yeah. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I like, he really lands the chill at the end too with his shoulders oh, and, and stuff. Oh, he's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because it seems like some of the women, I don't know if they're trying to portray them as being like a little shocked or put a, put aside mm. in some way. I'm like, I would buy that more today than back then. Um, half of them are married. <laughs> like. So, yeah. Yeah. I do like that the kids. people. Yeah. No, yeah. the, I do like that. May and Doris, who work in bars, are like, we got to time it. This could be a record. A lot of the married women look kind of disgusted, but don't really react. And Kit and Marla, who are, you know, the virgins, are the ones that go <gasps> and cover their yeah, mouths in shocked. shock. <laughs> yeah, the married women should just have disgust on their face because I'm yeah. sure it's not the first time they ever saw the drunk guy come home and they just walk right past him to the bathroom. And not shut the door. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the devastation of Betty Spaghetti. <laughs> Oh. oh my god as he goes running out the door which i not to victim blame but like read the room betty <laughs> yeah th- th- this was not gonna go well this yeah <laughs> and i had a note it's kind of 
I feel bad writing it, but I was like, is, is this a foreshadowing of things to come when her card gets ripped up? Because earlier she says, yeah. you know, take care, you know, I have to take oh, care of the card doomed, because, George. yeah, because he'll come back from the Pacific and kill me. We should have all seen that. <laughs> and now, you know, looking ahead, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> yup. But the way she's like, almost, she's not quite crying, but she, you can tell like she wants to be crying and she yeah. picks them all up. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like, it's so well done. And uh, this whole brouhaha over the lineup, I love that all you hear is, I assume, the ADR of Laura Petty going, I'll pitch! I can pitch! Like, a million times. (laughs) It is so perfectly in her character. She's like, I just want to make it clear. (laughs) We can pitch. Well, I was trying to see how many women are actually in the room. Uh, oh, 64 yeah. divided by four. <laughs> I'll undo uh, Dottie's math from earlier. I, know, I, I was, was like, told there would be no math. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they say 16 girls to a team? I is that what it 15 is? 15 or 16, yeah. I guess that it's, makes sense. It sounds right in my brain when you I just eight said on the field like, and then a couple pitchers. And this is back when there wasn't 8,000 extra people because, you know, people would pitch the whole game and not for like, you know, two batters. Oh, yeah. the old, I, I love that Kit is so adamant that she is going to pitch one. I'm pretty sure the only other pitcher we ever see is playing shortstop at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like Little League where it's like, hey, we need somebody else to pitch. All right, you in left field, you come in and pitch. Yeah. Well, that's I didn't like that we saw Doris and May arguing over center field because I was like, we never see Doris in center field, like no. in the outfield. But I think it's just because those two characters already know each other. I guess it made sense to have them do that. And I freaking love Doris's politeness in this fight. No, mate, I would like to play center field. <laughs> yes. Like, this is... I did like, I heard Rosie O'Donnell interviewed one time. And she said she got the job because she was the only actress that could throw from third to first. Mm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. she and Lori Petty apparently like ran circles around people. Yeah. The other like actresses. Yeah, it's not hard to tell who, who has took two weeks to learn how to play. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst. I mean, I've seen worse in movies where people are like, oh my God, you've never thrown a ball before in your life. Yeah, because they basically <laughs> made them do spring training. Yeah. And even the ones that hadn't played, like they made them do basically for the player parts. They had a base, uh, Penny Marshall made them do the baseball tryouts first. Mm-hmm. And anyone who failed that didn't even get to read, basically. Oh, wow. And then Dot, uh, Dot, I called her Dottie. <laughs> Gina Davis wasn't a baseball player, but she was generally athletic. Yeah. And so basically, Penny Marshall made her come over to her house and like play baseball in her backyard to prove that she could at least fake it, <laughs> you know, enough that she could be trained how to look good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely tell the people who did the spring training with USC and the people who already <laughs> knew what they were doing. Yeah. The places they really got to hide it are throwing and hitting. Mm. Yeah. Like, because you can tell Madonna's obviously athletic and can run and can, you know, pretend to catch and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. it's always when they're at where you're like they're quick cuts like everybody looks good in a real quick cut yeah well that's why uh may is an outfielder because apparently madonna couldn't catch grounders yeah so they made her an outfielder so that she wouldn't have to do anything on a hop (laughs) before they go out and take the field sorry i like ran past i just had one more thing in here that i wanted people to know is dotty takes charge she's married She's, you know, and she's not the only married person, but you get the idea that, like, there are a few married women who are slightly older, and then there's a bunch of young girls uh, who are on the team. And so she steps up. We've talked before how Dottie clearly has managerial potential, but I love that after she tells May to lead off and, you know, just she's good, she kind of clears her throat and it in real life, it's probably just that was the take and she cleared her throat. But I like the idea that even as Dottie assumes leadership, she's a little bit nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm sure she doesn't want to do it. But like you said, yeah. she's married. She's probably a little older than most of them. She's also not like a housewife. She works on the farm. Yeah. So I don't know. She's just the tallest. So I guess you're. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Tom Taylor is our leader amongst the movies by minutes crew. There's no hope for me then. <laughs> oh. You can lead off, Rachel. It's all good. <laughs> I'm the caboose. I bring up the. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to watch people wear wool period costumes in an Indiana summer while they film a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. Because. 
everyone who is in this movie mentions how freaking hot and uncomfortable yeah. it was. <laughs> That's all I think about whenever I see like film from like the 30s and 40s. Everybody's at the game in a suit and a tie and a hat. Yeah. I'm like, oh, are you crazy? No, it looks uncomfortable. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I, I freaking love the little Doris Murphy takes the field. Like, <laughs> oh, I just wish I had more opportunities. And then the worst is that the next note I have is... Uh, Penny screaming, watch Rosie fall. <laughs> and they, after they do their little lineup introductions and they actually go out onto the field, she totally used to take well, where Rosie O'Donnell eats it, turning yeah. around to go out to third. Which I never caught that before. So I'm like, wait no. a second. So I had to go back and I'm like, oh my gosh, she does. Speaking of dirt, wait for it. Joe Kroka, I'm assuming that's how you say his last name, K-R-O-K-A, who is the heckler, was oh, in yeah. the TV show Dirt, which probably no one but me and Courtney Cox remembers. I was going to say, that. I, I remember that it existed. Me yeah. too. I thought you were going to say Joe Dirt. I was like, yeah, he's no, in no, <laughs> no, I love, there were so many actors I loved that were in that show that I watched it out of just like, I, I got it. Like everyone who's in this, I love in their other bit parts that I've seen them in and it lasted one season, which I just have to say, this has nothing to do with the league of their own. What a freaking pet peeve it is of mine when you get a DVD and you're like, the first season of it. I'm like, it is the only season, yeah. okay? <laughs> like, don't imply that there is a second season because there definitely isn't. <laughs> yeah, I get that kind of feeling that and I'll see something pop up on my streaming services and I'll be like, hey, this looks pretty good. And I, it's like season seven on now. I'm like, yeah, I'm never watching this. Yeah, I'm not catching up. <laughs> I'm not I don't have the time for that at all. <laughs> I remember when Lost was on and that was during college and it was like season three or four and one of my friends and I were hanging out and it was whatever night that was on. I had started from the beginning and my friend, he's like, he's like, so, so what's this about? And I'm like, uh, 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 just watch. I'm like, I don't really know at this point how to even explain what's happening. So I'm like, yeah, let's just watch it and see. <laughs> I got one that's at least as bad as that. I'm watching the third season of Twin Peaks and my wife walks in in like the fourth episode and she's like, Oh, can you catch me up on what's going on? I'm like, oh, jeez. No. <laughs> no, no. Turn like, around and walk back out the store. <laughs> I was like, I can't even catch me up on what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So then I don't know what's going on. What I and love I've is every episode. <laughs> I didn't watch that movie, but my mother-in-law is friends with the actress who's the log lady, and that's all I know about Twin Peaks. Oh, wow. Really? There is a log lady, and apparently she is delightful in real life. <laughs> yeah, and, and her log tells her and tells her the future. Listen, that's the least crazy thing that happened in that show. <laughs> I'm glad we could uh, we could give that little glimpse for our baseball listeners. Like, there's other media. Like, baseball is great, but you should check out some of this weird stuff. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> well, I was trying to watch the lineup as it came up. It, it's great that Dottie made the lineup and all. It was nice of her to put herself in the prime spot <laughs> hitting third. A little confident, but... Yeah. but we're supposed to get the idea. I mean, these women have to have been playing together, so I guess she kind of knew. Yeah. <laughs> Where I mean, I, I only catch like... it up to like, it starts getting hard to hear after like round six. <laughs> There's like a little bit in the middle where it flips, and then batting ninth, pitchers bat in this league. Do we want to start fighting about the DH, or does anyone else have <laughs> feelings and opinions on that? Because I've known like friendships that were destroyed right. by right. this. Don't, don't wow. say anything else. Chris, what's a DH? <laughs> I know what a DH is, Jeff. It's a designated hitter. I was going to say, I need you to say the words out loud to confirm that, sir. <laughs> unless, unless you want to hear how much of a DH Jeff, Jeff is for asking me that question. What is it then? <laughs> it's a designated hitter. All right. Listen, yeah. that's an honest question. For anyone who's ever listened to our podcast, they know you. You're this, right. Apparently, baseball is a sport you know the most about. <laughs> it is possible that if I told you to name a Philly, you might be able to name one who is still on the team. Uh, not possible. <laughs> you've, do, you've done this on our podcast, Jeff, and I, and I said Mike Schmidt. <laughs> I, can name that, I can name uh, John Cruck. You know, I can name. Oh, you're getting closer. He's only been retired for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Who to be else? fair, Pete they, Rose? Both, they both Pete broadcast Rose? for the Phillies, so those are technically still with the team. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't name one person on the team right now. Can you name one player that's playing in the major leagues today? Uh 
no. this is great. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That See, just people blew think I'm my making mind. this up like I'm just being hard on him. <laughs> no, no. I, I have no idea. I haven't watched baseball since, you know, Wild Thing pitched and uh, I forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> but you think you love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I realize I'm in the minority probably. I hate the designated hitter and I like when the pitchers have to bat because that means the managers have to manage. Oh, you are definitely <laughs> not alone. Yeah. I don't know if you're alone here. I... I really hate to be le- that person, but I honestly, I'm Switzerland. Like, <laughs> I like that one league has it and one league doesn't, but I, I I, don't. People argue against the designated hitter. They argue for a universal designated hitter. I don't. I, I have no, I have no feelings on it. <laughs> yeah. I honestly just learned that one league does and one league doesn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> he just learned there was two different leagues. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my thing. Like, I'm used to there being a designated hitter because I'm a Red Sox fan. I get the argument that, like, it lets some people who, let's face it, maybe are a little bit older stay in the game longer. And <laughs> that has greatly benefited my entertainment over the years. But, like, I totally also get the argument of, from the strategy side. And I just, I'm just like, hit, don't hit. I don't. I don't care. It's I get fine. It. I, like, and I accept that I'm on the losing end of this in the long run. At some point, people are going to be like, nobody wants to watch the pitchers hit. Because, especially nowadays, none of them can hit. It's so... I And it does, does it make this movie a little bit better? Like, I did not think of that before. I am speaking mm-hmm. words and realizing that a pitcher wins the final game in an Oh, spoilers. No. I know, but like... <laughs> Well, I guess I won't watch this when movie When has now. that ever <laughs> happened? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I know in the in 2008 or nine when the Phillies were in the playoffs, one of their pitchers hit a home run. So, I mean. It's possible. It's, I, but this is more like college. I mean, I'm not trying to belittle them. But, like, this is more yeah. like college or Little League where you would see your best hitter might be your pitcher because they're just your best player. Mm-hmm. You see that when, you're, That's when a we were really younger. Because like, they're like. He's the best. He's the strongest. He's whatever. Yep. He's going to pitch. He's going to bat forth. He's going to manage the team. He's going to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I really liked. I just read the book, The Cactus League by Emily Nemens. Definitely something like that. And the hero, like the star of the field, I mean, is an outfielder. That that happens all the time. But it was one of those where I was like, oh, it's not the pitcher that's like the focus of the story. It just had been a while since I read anything that wasn't like centered around that or the person's hitting ability. And like, obviously this person is a good hitter, but it like, they're keep talking about him winning golden gloves and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, wow. It happens in real life all the time, but I feel like I just rarely see it in fictional (laughs) portrayals. The heroes are usually the pitchers or the catchers in this case. Yeah. Or the guy that hits 50 home runs or whatever. Yeah. And in, in this inning, the hero is Ellen Sue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing short and taking out the heckler. Um, I've seen things similar to this happen, not in baseball. I've seen it in <laughs> basketball where you accidentally pass one into the crowd. <laughs> I've seen that done. And I've seen in football where the tackling just happens to go oh, at yeah. somebody on the team who you hate. <laughs> oh, no, we just happened to run Oops. this play and crash into the guy from, you know, the other team's offense that's there that we don't like. Oh, no, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope you're all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, but th- I mean, if there's ever a person who deserved to get hit with a ball. <laughs> Rachel, what did you always wonder? <laughs> well, my question is, Ira Lowenstein is right there. So you would think like with hi- him kind of being in charge of the league, you know, he'd be like, hey, man. And, you know, cut the crap. Let's, you know, because he, wa- he wants it to reflect well with everyone. So, mm. I, you know, he'd be like, hey, man, just get down from there. Yeah, I I think about the scene a lot whenever I'm at a game and they put someone out on top of the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if he's just too timid to intervene. Because we see yeah, him talking to people in the stadium and, like, encouraging them and stuff. But mm. he doesn't seem like the type to, like... restrain anybody yeah yeah Yeah. do me a favor go to a professional baseball game and walk out onto the top of the dugout and let me know what happens to you (laughs) and let me know let me know what the food's like in jail too (laughs) exactly exactly i saw we we had a guy what was that 
10 years ago where the guy ran out in the field in Philly and they tased him right in left field. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He'd run <laughs> right down to the ground. <laughs> you <laughs> couldn't get up on top of that dugout anyway. The Philly fanatic lives up there. I know. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I the, the people I've seen up there have been up there for a reason. Right. Like, they're in uniform and they've been brought out for the salute. Or oh, yeah. they are Millar and was it Pedro? Who was the idiot with them? The For Fenway Park's 100th anniversary, they let the two of them do a toast from the top of the dugout. <laughs> and they were so drunk and it was so funny. <laughs> I was like tears. I Like everyone was like misty eyed because of Fenway and I am like crying laughing because these two idiots are just like, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Oh, great. But um, you bringing up the fact that Ira is here leads me to one of my questions that I realized, again, something I'd never thought of about before analyzing this movie. Do you think Mr. Harvey is at the other game? Do you oh, think yeah. he's at Racine versus Kenosha today? Because huh. I don't think he cares. Ira works for him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think he told Ira to run the league and hasn't thought about it since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's too busy feeding the fish. <laughs> Listen, uh, we don't have him in our in our time here, but he, uh, Gary Marshall is and was a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I would I would like to have his attitude in life, the way he acts in his movies. Yeah. Where it's just everyone's bothersome to him. Just like, <laughs> oh, just get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, did you have, or actually anyone, did you have anything before? Boy, he sure knows his baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially with these games, like in the movie, I know, like, you know, this one, it's kind of portrayed as there's not too many people there and it's kind of a struggling league. And like later on in the movie, you kind of see they have some things they do to try to, you know, get people to come to the park. But in reality, it's like this was a pretty, it was not a struggling league. It was pretty successful in attendance. Oh, yeah. And especially, like, you'd think opening day would draw a crowd. Yeah. Even if some of them were there to, like, think the things the heckler is saying oh, out yeah, loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Curiosity even if they... The yeah, exactly. I, I think a lot of the early games were well attended out of curiosity and like yeah. well let's see like it was relative it wasn't free entertainment yeah. but it was relatively cheap and we do see a couple people there in uniform mm-hmm. they would have gotten free they did they would i mean obviously they did promotional nights and they did uh i think the it was the all-star games where red cross volunteers got in free or like blood donors yeah. got in free there uh i'd have to look and check it but um they definitely drew a crowd. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was like the locations of the stadiums were enough rural enough that, you know, that was a thing to do back, you know, during the war. There wasn't a whole, whole lot to do. But here, you know, here were these games. Yeah, they mentioned that they wanted, they figured out that if they were in really big towns, there was too much competition. Like there mm-hmm. were too many other things you could do. And and professional base, men's baseball was still going. Oh, yeah. But you wanted like city towns. That's what I always refer to them. I grew up in city one of those towns. where it's like the little teeny 20,000 something people yeah. towns around us thought we were a city. And it's like we are most definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that way you had enough people. And because of gas rationing. Oh, yeah, they could only definitely. go so far. So having a team in town really helped out. And yeah, from what I was reading, the league was super well attended. And it was really the advent of television that killed it more than yeah. anything else. Oh, yeah. And I will say this, like, even at their like a base level for like, because a lot you see, I would say at least two thirds, three quarters of the crowd seems to be men. Mm. Yeah. If you said to a guy in 1943 of like, hey, we're going to have a baseball game out here with, you know, uh, 18, 20 some year old women. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Would you rather do that or sit at home all day and stare at the wall? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these guys are like servicemen. So you're assuming like, are they coming in or heading out? Yeah. You're leaving in two days. This might be the last time you see a woman for a long time. There's <laughs> <laughs> not exactly the internet back then for like, to, or even if it's yeah. just like, just to meet, you, you could talk to them. Like, hey, yeah. how you yeah. doing? You had a great game. Like, human interaction. Oh, I'm going to go off to the Pacific now. Won't that be fun? <laughs> I've heard great things. I heard the weather's wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they were also really well attended by families because kids got in cheaper. And that'll keep your kids shut up for a little while. <laughs> and you've only, got to go to, to you've only got to go to one game as, like, a lark of, like, oh, let's go to one game. And you go and you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, they can actually play. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. it. 
That's the proof. Now, one thing that, Rachel, we should mention, although it will come up a couple times, I'm sure, during the show, is that almost all the games were night games, actually. Usually they were played after the workday because the idea was that, ah, people are working all day, gotta relax, so they would play in the evenings. Yeah. And then a doubleheader on Sunday. But the majority of games were played at night, obviously for movie purposes. (laughs) That is not the way they decided to go. (laughs) They're like, um, hey, does everybody want to do like three months of night shoots? No? All right. Well, then we'll not do that. Hey, we're having day games. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I know about baseball. And I didn't have to scratch anything to do it. Good job, me. I wow. love Jimmy and the Jim, and I, I freaking love when um when Ira comes over to him and his response is anything worth doing is worth doing right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you think you could be a little more disgusting if we paid you more? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that, that is a brilliant line, and I think it is one hundred percent in Hanks's delivery of it that makes it <laughs> exactly. so funny. <laughs> like on the page, that's not that funny. Like it's fine. It's a retort, but Hanks, like, says it so sincerely. <laughs> Kim and Strathairn in here, like, these are, like, two, you're talking, A-plus top-flight guys. Like, this, again, if this dialogue was, like, me and Chris, yeah, this is not funny. <laughs> but, like, you get these two out there, and, like, they're crushing it. And I didn't realize, but I think it's funny that it is them, too. I did not mention, when in the scene where we meet Tom Hanks at the Harvey Mansion... His tie is amazing. And here, Iris, like A plus tie 1940s design going on in this movie. I noticed his tie. (laughs) And reading it or listening to the commentary that tobacco is like a mixture of like Tootsie Roll. I think it's just like a Tootsie Roll. Like I will not have Tootsie Roll turned for me by this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretending I I did not hear that. I think I'd rather have chewing tobacco than Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, I don't like Tootsie Roll. I'm okay. (gasps) More for me. Yes, yes. I I can stand a Tootsie Roll once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. I grew up in a house divided where my mother and I think they're wonderful and my dad and sister think they are the devil's candy. So I it's like, get, all right, cool. I would get the Tootsie Pop and as soon as I get to the Tootsie Roll, I'd throw it away. Yeah. Really? <gasps> You're a weirdo. <laughs> I used to think this outburst was like a little overdone. Like the way he said ball play is like, that's, that's crazy. This is ridiculous. And then I read the book Ball Four and I believe every word of this, of this screening <laughs> match because it turns out, unfortunately, this is how a lot of men in baseball thought about women. So, listen, you don't have to cool. confine it to baseball. You could have just said, in yeah. Life. yeah, yeah, especially back then. There was yeah. something about knowing that, like, really famous Yankees were scurrying around hotel rooftops, peeking into windows that really just kind of ruined it forever. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> all right, men, I suppose if you got to exist, but we're just not going <laughs> to talk about this ever again. <laughs> that was, I think that's the story I heard where the all the reporters are on a train in, like, the 20s, and Babe Ruth comes running through the train car naked and then a minute later a naked woman runs through with a butcher knife (laughs) and all the reporters look at each other and go well it's a good thing we didn't see that or we'd have to report it (laughs) and i'm like could you imagine if that happened today first of all it'd be on 20 cameras i'm just like yeah yeah it would have been live (laughs) bringing it back to the tv show dirt no just kidding Well, it's interesting in his phrasing because he says girls are what you sleep with after the game, yeah. not what you coach <laughs> yeah. during it, not even who you sleep with. No, nope. what? Yep. Yep. I- again, as a child who had just gotten, you know, the fifth grade talk, this seemed completely ridiculous to me. And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, they do uh, that sometimes. <laughs> I knew a few old timers that kind of had this attitude because like, I was... I was in the military, and if you get somebody, especially some of the old heads when I first started, still were spouting a little bit of that, ugh, can you believe they still got girls here? I'm like, who are you, from like 1850? <laughs> yes, yes, I can. Yeah, I <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that, girl just, that girl just beat me in the obstacle course. Who are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he aims for his shoe when he spits his tobacco out? Like, oh, it, yeah. It looks like he did it on purpose. It doesn't look I like think it was so. at all. Well, he definitely I think that's one of those oops. I don't know if he was trying to hit his shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good shot. And he did that on first take. I read there in the commentary. Oh, yeah. She says that, uh, yeah, that was a first take. He just got it. That is amazing. <laughs> <It's a> pro. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does. It reminds me of uh, if you, you know, not to plug the burbs that we did for years ago, but <laughs> it's when uh, the paper boy throws the paper at him, Chris, and hits him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Hank launches his uh, whole thing of coffee, coffee. at the kid. <laughs> yeah, he throws <laughs> the <coffee> at him. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the same type of like, oh, someone just made a, you know, somebody said or did something to me. And you said you react before you think about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you think for an extra second, you're probably not going to spit on your boss's shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not in any condition to be thinking anyway. No. Well, yeah. I would, yeah. Right now he's hung over, which is probably even far worse than when the game started. Yeah. He was just drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like that he thinks, again, you're right, though, he is a thinking drunk because he puts the towel behind his head. Like, yeah, he makes himself he comfortable. <laughs> he washes his face off in a water fountain. He does pretty yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's taking care of himself. Well, he's a very, well, he, I, I struggle to say he's a functioning alcoholic. He's a semi-functioning alcoholic. Now, I'm pretty sure this is based on Jimmy Fox, right? That's what I read, but mm-hmm. Rachel yeah. found a different possible yeah it's like a mixture of yeah it's like a mixture of two like it's definitely jimmy fox and then hack wilson was another like like you said career wise i think it's more career wise poor jimmy fox this character is based on you just the drunken part (laughs) yeah 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 just just the fact that he hit a lot of home runs and you know and he's a drunk Uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) and wasn't a very good coach in this league (laughs) yeah and we just kept giving him coaching jobs because we were like well he hit a lot of home runs for us I don't know how I felt about Penny Marshall cast in shade on Tom Hanks's prior roles to this movie in the commentary, where she's like, Tom was just desperate to play the song. So this is the oh, first movie where he's playing a man, not a boy. And I'm like, I know. shut up. I do Joe versus the Volcano <laughs> Minute. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, shut up. He's a man. <laughs> I can kind of see it, though, because you think of like his big hits prior to this. Because as much as I love it, like Joe vs. Volcano wasn't a big hit. It did fine. But like big, he is playing a kid in adult. But like, <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to think of like, I was trying to come up with a retort to a director's commentary because I'm super cool like that. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, no, wait, this was kind of the role that like marked a turn. And then he st- became a serious actor. Well, yeah, this is, yeah. nothing says that you're in your right mind, like screaming at a director's commentary. I've been there before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think the problem is because he's doing all his comedy, comedy, comedy right up till mm-hmm. he tried. But I guess between Bonfire of the Vanities and here, those are like you're on the cusp, like it's comedy, but it's also supposed to be like serious. Yeah. And then he's got his Sleepless in Seattle and then he hits, you know, then he goes into Philly Gump and all that stuff. And then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get burbs in Joe versus the Volcano no more, even though I've been asking for it for 30 years. <laughs> Tom Hanks, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, go back to those movies that made nowhere near as much money and <laughs> only made you mildly famous instead of now where like... I was going to say, we're not taking away the... We're glad these exist too, so he can keep the money. <laughs> Listen, I've been pushing into Burbs too for the last 10 years. Yes, he has. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying that I reached out to Tom Hanks' son, but I did. <laughs> he may have and even I'm not responded. saying he responded, but he totally did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he just said, uh, that's not happening. But, you know, whatever. It was nice to get the response. <laughs> at least now you're not lying awake at night wondering, what if just no one suggested it yet? <laughs> the problem is he just doesn't have the right script yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of things for the script, I mean, they were making fun of how much actual baseball Penny Marshall shot playing this. And one of the things that came out of them having people learn actual baseball, them having former players on the set giving advice, is that one of the former players taught Rosie O'Donnell how to do this throw to two catchers at once thing. And what's driving me insane is that at some point in my life i know i read who that player was and now that i do a podcast on this gd movie and went looking (laughs) for this information i can't find it and i don't remember which book i read it in oh don't worry you'll find it as soon as you're done the podcast and it's posted you'll know it then yeah yeah once (laughs) this is actually posted out in the world and i can't just edit this i'll refine who taught this to rosie o'donnell because i know someone said the name i swear to god i know someone said it at some point but everyone just references like an actual player and like i love the uh the the little the movie tone footage here of like they play baseball but they're girls yeah (laughs) this is I don't know mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for, like pandering, or I, it's it, everything's a backhanded compliment. Like, oh, she's a good player, but she doesn't let her nose get shiny. <laughs> yeah, she's watching that part. Oh, <laughs> so this Alice powdering her nose 
reminds me so much. There's a really famous promotional picture that it like every book on the league you read, you'll see. And it's, are they? Oh, of course, now I can't make out which team. It must have been the Bells, though, because the photo was taken by Sophie Curry's. Uh, Pitcher Beverly Hatzel applies lipstick with the help of her catcher, Anna Mae Dowd, 1949. <laughs> wow. And it's like, post photos often showed players checking their makeup. <laughs> And I like that Alice looks super self-conscious. Like, she she tags up. And I, some of the poses, guys, just go check out these posed photos because they are hilarious. You can tell when they, had, like, we're getting towards the end of the day and we're getting really bad at faking it. <laughs> um, or just didn't know how to fake up. But she does her little tag up. She powders her nose and all that's fine. And then she, like, looks at the camera is like, I guess I keep going. Yeah, yeah are we done? <laughs> <laughs> can I stop now? <laughs> My favorite thing to come out of studying this movie scope newsreel is I never noticed that Helen Mal's coffee at the camera when yeah. she's doing the coffee to the Like, I've always thought that was cute. Like, and she makes good coffee. And then I just, I never noticed it. But the closed captioning has Mal's coffee. coffee yeah. <laughs> and those guys are very happy to be getting coffee, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my, my favorite of the backhanded compliments is Kit. Her kid's sister, Kit, who is as single as they come. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, that, just that not just, necessary. <laughs> that's everything in this movie to her. It's just like, it's like, oh, look at Dottie. Isn't she perfect? Oh, Kit, you're here too. Yeah. And I think part of, I, I have defended and will continue to defend Kit Keller. I think part of it is like, because I wrote down the note like, ah, I should make this my life motto, like play like Garrick, look like Garbo. And I think it was <laughs> even at eight years old, I was like, that's never going to happen for me. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother idolizing Dottie because I know it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Kit, Kit feels more attainable. Yeah. <laughs> when it kind of goes back to like the first part where, you know, when they are on their way home from their game in the very beginning and mm. Kit's going over all the reasons like, oh, even when people, you know, our father introduces us. So oh, here's my, you know, daughter Dottie and the other one <laughs> <laughs> or her younger sister. Yeah. Just kind of like the difference between <laughs> between yeah. them. Like she waves, she's friendly. Well, I, I mean, can see that. imagine you're on this team and you're like, uh, they say half the thing is like, make sure you're also attractive. Meanwhile, the lady playing shortstop is the former Miss Georgia. Right. Yeah. Like, seriously? Yeah. That's like, yeah, it's like me and Chris are out there playing. They're like, all right, everybody needs to look good. Oh, by the way, you know, uh, Chris Evans is the shortstop. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> I think that's why Ellen Sue is the one that pegs the heckler. I think that was oh, yeah. done on purpose because it would be very easy to hate her. Or not even just hate her, but just be like, oh, the annoying beauty pageant one. Yeah, yeah. they never make her yeah. like that, though. They don't really make anybody quite like that. They, I mean, they, they don't. And I like that they really do. They make like there is none of that jealousy amongst these women. Yeah. And I think an important part of that is like she's the beauty pageant. But you also just watched her whack a guy <laughs> in the face. <laughs> 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 he agrees. And they agree. <laughs> oh, you didn't know Jeff's dogs are going to guest also? <laughs> I like it. I like it that they seem to agree with me. Ask him about designated hitting. Yeah. I love the fade from the black and white into color. Yeah. I, it is so cool. Are you just going to skip over your favorite part there for a second? Marla Hooch. <laughs> And how about Marla Hooch? How about Marla Hooch? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even write it down. I just knew, like... What a hitter. The camera's so far away from her when they say that. <laughs> <laughs> she just waves. That's, see, that's how I imagine she would have looked when she was a Grand Marshal of the Parade. When yeah, she no, dedicated it. She just... <laughs> yeah, she did the dedication from the outfield, actually. <laughs> it's weird, because then it cuts... Not weird, but it cuts right after that. You see Kit throw the ball. And it's then her, and then you see them do it. It looks like they're turning a double play. Yeah, but yeah. isn't why is she playing second? What's her face uh, is playing second? Um, Doris. They they move. I bet I'm guessing they were like, you can actually feel the grounder. We're gonna have you play. Yeah. second. yeah, yeah. They they do, and they do move Marla around a bit. She is playing well, she second play later second. in the movie, and she's been in the outfit. So I think there's both, and I. I think it's kind of brilliant the way they do the the fact that they do it as a newsreel because any, oh, this is from a different game is like, well, yeah, it's cut together from a bunch of different games. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> I guess Doris and Marla both go center field, left, well, outfield. 
and then kind of that corner. Yeah. <laughs> Who plays first base on the Peaches? I'm going to have to look. Is it Helen? It might be Helen. I feel like we don't spend a lot of time on that corner. I'm sorry. I had to to go back and replay it real slow. I'm just making sure the corner was out at first. (laughs) It was close play. (laughs) Yeah. But I I love the fade. And I love that they have in the commentary they're talking. Because the commentary is Penny Marshall, Lori Petty, Megan Kavanaugh, who plays Marla. And is it Tracy something that plays Benny Spaghetti? Yeah, Tracy Reiner, her uh, Penny's daughter. I was going to say, yeah. uh, Yeah. Some, isn't it yeah. Rob Reiner? Somebody's kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love them ragging on Penny for like how much she got, or or she said something about the training, like, "Hey, we really did, or we worked so hard." Like it was really. I love them teasing each other. And one of the things they talk about at the end of this newsreel when they're doing like the quick cuts is uh, supposedly Penny Marshall shot so much, like actual, like she was just filming so much because she wanted to have multiple games and multiple angles and just be able to use it whenever yeah uh supposedly kodak sent her a case of champagne and things for using so much film stock that's right (laughs) (laughs) she just and actually that reminds me of one of my uh favorite jokes uh it's from the blue collar comedy guys (laughs) but the one that always wears a jacket (laughs) who said in his stand-up he's like i have a black dog and a a black scotty and a white scotty because you know if you drink enough of the whiskey they just send you the dogs (laughs) oh i know it's gonna be ron white ron white ron white it's definitely ron white that's the thing my dad grew he lived in florida for a while and he grew up all over the country and he did not like the blue collar comedy. Like, like he thought it went too far. Like they were cashing in, which good on them. But like he could not stand like. But Ron White stand up really just went straight to his soul. Like <laughs> jokes about the Sanibel Bridge and the black and white Scotty dogs. He was like, oh yeah, that's that feels right. <laughs> but I always love that whenever I see a black and white Scotty dog, like they send you the dogs. <laughs> That's uh, that's our conclusion of baseball for a little bit, not for too long, but... Well, it's a good thing you had Chris on for these baseball minutes. He really yeah. appreciates the game. He likes to really get into the minutia of it. <laughs> I could tell. <Yeah. laughs> so, um, actually, that's a really good opportunity to ask, and I'll let you guys battle it out on who answers first. I just kind of assume everyone has seen this movie and knows this movie, but I have been asking people kind of what their history is like did you see it in theaters did you also watch it every single day growing up like i did no cool just me never mind oh go ahead chris <laughs> well my wife loves this movie i mean that's that's where i've seen it i wouldn't have probably never have seen it if it wasn't for her and it's very enjoyable i do like it but yeah that's that's my whole history my wife put it on one time and i watched <laughs> it and you know it's good I, i'm not saying it's that good but i like i said it wasn't my cup of tea Growing up, I didn't like baseball movies ever, but this Shocking. isn't mm. this, <laughs> this isn't a baseball movie to me. It's more of a you know a fun comedy. So all right, so my story's way better than yours. Good, so, good. <laughs> Before the listeners riot, Chris came with Jeff for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I said from the beginning that I'm like, listen, they're gonna have a song, but this is a movie. It's about baseball, right? You can handle it. <laughs> I told him I did see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> We, we appreciate your sacrifice. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. I saw it on HBO, I don't know, about 50 times. I watched the behind the scenes thing, the thing where they, they had the original, you know, when they did like the behind, one of the documentaries where they have them meeting up with the original ones from the player, the mm-hmm. real players. So like, yeah, I've seen a bunch of interviews, like same thing. And then now that I got older, I've now had my daughter watch it because it was one of those movies that I deemed acceptable enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. she's 11 i'm like we'll deal oh, with it yeah. it's fine i don't care i was like <laughs> but it's some things are just it's so out of time it's tough to explain it's just like why does anybody care that there's a girls baseball team i'm like well it's a different time i guess i don't know i don't know why anybody cares about anything to be honest with you but all right i just basically almost teared up okay so your 11 year old daughter doesn't get why it's a big deal and i well, love that oh. because even our generation like we got why it was a big deal yeah she didn't get that and she didn't get another fun thing to explain was when they get the telegram later oh yeah (laughs) well what's that for uh (laughs) well (laughs) that's a telegram that you don't want to (laughs) get yeah do you remember have you seen a mail a letter okay let's start from there do you know what a phone is and what a letter is we're Uh, gonna need to master these concepts before we get telegrams (laughs) like what are they telling her uh bad news (laughs) 
Bad news and we're done. Uh, you're doing better than me. I had to do my notes today. And usually I do my notes while my kid is napping. But he woke up early. And so it was on the menu screen. And just from the menu screen, he looked at that. And he looked at me and went, baseball. Aww. And he's, he's <laughs> two. So <laughs> I think you're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> because my two-year-old is watching this. <laughs> this is not a... There's not, what's it like? There's a handful of curse words in there. Like, that's yeah. easy. As a parent, it just, that's an easy one. Just, you're not allowed to say that. Yeah. Grown up words. What are you allowed to say? <laughs> I'm allowed to say whatever I want. That's how that works. <laughs> Here's a PSA for anyone listening to this who does have kids. One of my friends with her toddler called them driver's license words. So you, when you get your driver's license, you can say them. And her kid just like <laughs> shut right up and was like, okay, yep, I get it. Except oh, in my house awesome. where even now as an adult, I'm not allowed to say these words in front of my parents. Ah, well, yeah. yeah. It's weird. I'm trying yeah. to relate stories to them and I'm like, oh, and then they, you know, they said, then that person said, F this. I'm like, you know you yeah. can say that word, right? No, that's never no, happening. No, I can't. I like, know. <laughs> Like, I remember some epic beatings for saying those words. I realized that, like, you're now an old person and I could take it, but, like, I don't want to find out. (laughs) See, I'm a big non-swearer. I had a moment years ago where I dropped the big F-bomb in front of my grandmother. It was mortifying. Like, my parents were there, too, but I was just like, my grandmother just heard me say the ultimate curse word. And I was like, I feel shame. And I'm (laughs) like, I was like, don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very stressful moment. And I was like, oh, F. And then my mom was like, Rachel Lynn. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my grandma just heard me cuz. It's like, it doesn't matter that I'm like 26 years old. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I just realized, thanks to my two-year-old, that G's, that comes out of Jesus. I never thought about it. But his, his, um... His stroller, the seat buckles are just like they're constantly falling, and he has one of those stupid pouches to keep him warm because it's winter oh. and everything is off. And like, and the the thing came apart, and I went, ah, oh, Jesus, and he went, ah, oh, jeez, <laughs> like yeah, that's, that's adorable, but that's, also we need to not do that. Be and careful. it became that's, super cute yeah. because now every time his uh, every time his belt buckles up, he goes, ah, oh, jeez, that's the dangerous age. That's where they. Repeat yeah. everything. Oh yeah, that's yeah. when you get. That's when you get in trouble. Because <laughs> they're not old enough to tell them, "Don't, don't do that." You can't repeat yeah. that word. They just hear a word that sounds wonderful and they just repeat it a million times. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're having a real <laughs> tough talk with your spouse. <laughs> that's what my sister said. Yeah, you yeah. know, traveling with two little girls, especially you know, when you get road rage, she's like, "Yeah, that's a, that's a real quick lesson. <laughs> Watch what you say on the road." Oh. Rachel, you just set up the most beautiful segue to next innings topic. I had it planned all along. No, I'm just Oh my God. (laughs) What a journey you've taken us on. I did. (laughs) So yes, uh, Rachel and I will be moving on to a discussion that will take us on the road. But Chris, Jeff, Thank you so much for talking some baseball with us. I hope you, uh, you know, can sit and recover for a while. Why don't you tell, I I think we've plugged the Burbs Minute pretty well, but uh, why don't you tell people how they can actually find your podcast if they are so intrigued by this talk that they must have more. I do it on our podcast. You do it this time, Jeff. Oh, I do everything. <laughs> I can do all the heavy lifting around here. All right, we're uh, Jay and Silent Bib. Jay, that's why oh, I don't see, do it because I can't get through it. I haven't done it in three years. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Minute, we're on uh, Dueling Genre. We're covering the Kevin Smith movies that feature Jay and Silent Bob. We've already done Clerks, and we've already done Mallrats, and we're in the middle of chasing Amy right now. So, oh, needless sorry. to say, I owe you a response to a Chasing Amy email. Sorry. Oh, don't worry. I I did this to everybody. I was like, hey, you want to be on it? And then I never followed up with anybody. Don't worry. You you know when you'll need to be on it? It'll be like two days before. Like, hey, are are you available? Um, We're recording in 14 minutes. Are you you, you around? Hey, can you guest co-host? Chris bailed out on me. Oh, yeah. You get those calls, too. Or uh, Jeff has to work, and I'm off all week. Hey, do you want to be the co-host? We do that a lot. We ditch our co-host on, like, a pretty frequent basis. A little less this year than we did on Mallrats, but, yeah, Yeah. we do ditch once in a while. Yeah, it's a small rat. Don't worry, Rachel. We're only doing nine episodes. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we've done it. Now – I was about to say we've done a lot of episodes, but like a lot for us, not like a lot for like Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's we don't want to do them at all. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for those listening to this who don't know about Movies by Minute podcasts, they do what they say. They cover a movie one minute at a time, and Lord of the Rings Minute does the extended, extended version. yeah. And it is amazing. Yeah. They are insane people. <laughs> it, it is. Speaking of going on a journey, oh my goodness. I think the only thing is they did chunks of credits instead of one minute at a time. And people are like, well, that's not really one minute at a time. I'm like, you back up off Norman and Cass. Are you yeah. kidding me? I wouldn't do, do minute by minute for our credits. And our credits are only like three to four minutes. Right. We usually wind up covering something else during the credits. That's how bad it is. <laughs> It's like they're 50 minutes long, and some of them between the three movies are the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like the same crew for all three three movies. Because so, yeah, just... they filmed like back simultaneously or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I yeah. think The Return of the King might be as long as Clerks, Small Rats, and Chasing Amy yeah. all together. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that three times in the theater. Wow. Return of the oh. King. By the third time, I was kind of like, what did I, why am I doing this? <laughs> Yeah, so that's what we do. You can come by if you uh, like those movies and you like to hear two co-hosts uh, argue with each other a lot and, <laughs> yeah. and hear some some language that would not be appropriate for this movie. <laughs> Speaking of, we did a pretty good job. Not not uh, oh yeah, I'm uh, very yeah. proud of you. <laughs> like I said, we even too. discussed curse words and didn't curse. We did not curse in the verbs minute. We right. were good on that one. We, we usually stick. With the formula, which is we go to the level the movie's at. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's beyond R, but that's where the Kevin Smith movies are. Well, if you like those, DuelingGenre.com, there are other Movies by Minutes podcasts, and there are other podcasts in general, because it turns out that's not the only possible format. (laughs) I was shocked, too. Don't worry. (laughs) But yeah, they do... Scott puts together amazing work over there, so. Yeah, we're, yeah. Always, wait, we're always waiting for him to shut us down. <laughs> oh, no. You guys are awesome. That will do it for this segment. We will be back to talk more A League of Their Own soon. Have a stretch, get some refreshments, and join us right back here for the bottom of the third. Next time on A League of Their Own, one inning at a time.